You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Ghoul Friends podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And again, we are back. (laughs) You've not beat us down yet. Episode five, that's pretty wild. It is. A full hand. (laughs) High five. High five. Good deal. So we're going back to the south again. We are. A little farther south than South Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to head to uh, Nolens. 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 And I'm sorry, anyone from New Orleans is probably slapping themselves as (laughs) this is happening. New Orleans. We're going to New Orleans. We are. (laughs) Never been? Nope. I haven't either, and it's on my... Oh, it's on my list. Oh, it's like up there on one of our next trips. It's a a must-do. Absolutely. Just like Charleston, I think it's just so historical. And so ghosty. And wicked haunted. Yep. And good food. Good food, just like Charles. God, they've got a lot of common. Yeah, they do. Yes. Old Bay. Old Bay and everything. Yep. (laughs) Oh my God, we're going to get some scrimps from everyone. (laughs) Some scrimps. We're so sorry, people of New Orleans. We're not trying to downgrade y'all. It's not a downgrade, it's a compliment. No, it is a compliment. Great food, great people, great. History, great ghost. It is resilient city. You can't stop New Orleans. You Katrina didn't. They came back. It is, and it's thriving and just doing its thing. So props to you guys. Your dad and your sister went there. They did. Remember? They did. And my my dad also spoke highly. There's apparently a World War II museum there. Mm. That is, he raved about it. So that's got to be on do. the list. World You've War II is really interesting. Yeah. No. Good deal. Good topic. Yeah. It is a great topic. So I'm gonna let you. You handle the first place yeah let's, okay let's go let's get right into it let's do it okay so the first question is you know let's learn a little bit about new orleans for those that don't know i was one of them yeah why as you've probably heard it's called the crescent city have you heard that term no. used for it i've read it before and i never quite knew what crescent city referred to it's interesting because charleston's always called the holy city because of the churches mm-hmm. Um, So why is it called the Crescent City? Essentially, it was in the original town formation. It made a sharp bend around the Mississippi River, and it kind of made a crest shape. So hence Crescent Crescent City. City. Makes sense. Yeah. So the town was founded about uh, 1718 by Jean-Baptiste Lemoyne. And I probably said that really wrong because I don't speak French. And to her, good to me. <laughs> my mom is like dying right now because she does speak <laughs> French. Um, to put that in perspective, remember that Charleston was founded in 1670. So these are pretty, pretty close. closely founded yep. cities. Yeah. So the topic of uh, my story is the Sultan's Palace. Have you ever heard Ooh, that term before? No. Okay. Not unless it's the Sultan from Aladdin. Nope, I don't think so, but I do want to go see that new movie really bad. We've got to go. It looks great. It does. Um, so the Sultan's Palace is, you can still see it. It's at 7, 716 Dauphine Street, and that's the corner of Dauphine Street and Orleans Avenue in New Orleans. Its former name is the Gardet Lepret Mansion. So to give you some backstory mm-hmm. on the building itself, it was built by Joseph Gardet in 1836 but was later sold to a plantation owner named Jean-Baptiste Lepret, so hence the hyphenated name. Okay. Um, the update with Lepret was that he gave kind of the features to the house that you will still see today, mainly the wraparound porches, or in the south, as we call them, the veranda. Ooh, fancy. We have sweet tea on the veranda. <laughs> Your mom says that all the time. I know, she does. <laughs> I want a veranda on our house, even in New England. I don't care. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Lepret and his family lived in the home until the Civil War, and like most families in the South, lost a ton of money during the war. Um, suffered a lot of lo- a loss. Uh, the house was foreclosed on in 1878. Ironically enough, the bank that foreclosed on the house was founded in the living room of the house. Ah. So there's a little irony for you <laughs> if you need Bummer. it. I know. <laughs> so why is it called the Sultan's Palace? Well, the rumors of the Sultan himself have never been conclusively proven. So you kind of have to take the story with a grain of salt. But like I always say, the story itself is just as rich as the city, I think whether you believe it or not, it's a very interesting um, story. So let's hear about that, okay? Let's go. All right. So the story is is that a man who is said to have been of Middle Eastern origin came to New Orleans and was looking to rent a house, and this would have been from Lepret, who currently who would have owned the owned house it. at the time. Yep. yep. So this man claimed that his brother was a sultan in their home country, and after. The Sultan moved in. The citizens of New Orleans noticed that basically this place was a party house. There were parties every night, a lot of women going in. Um, I want to go. I know it sounded like a bumping place, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, but the funny thing was that other than the women, the Sultan, and his like entourage, no one else was invited, and no one from the city was ever had ever been invited into the house exclusive club right so there's kind of an air of like mystery around it why Mm -hmm. is no one else going into the house what's going on in there so it said that one night there was a major storm that had hit the city and you know i would assume this would have been the next day people noticed that under the front door of the mansion there was a river of blood coming out of the door yeah, like from under the door. So that's, that's some Stephen King shit. That is some Stephen King <laughs> shit. Yeah, I know, right? Like, not good. <laughs> Whatever's going on here, that ain't good, usually. So they obviously alerted the police, and when the police kicked in the door, they found everyone in the house dead, and even some of the people in the house had been dismembered. Whoa. But wait, it gets worse. <laughs> the Sultan was found dead but it was theorized that he had been buried alive in the backyard Ooh. so that's a bad ending to a party right that's <laughs> that didn't go good right and <laughs> part of this um you know the mystery is that no one really knows what happened obviously someone was real pissed at the sultan in the story that came in and did all of this there's also kind of another theory that it was the brother that was pretending to be the sultan so it was the brother there's a theory. I mean, there's yep. there's no evidence to conclusively prove mm-hmm. any of this. And I don't think there's any newspaper evidence unless I may be missing something that says, you know, this happened. So we don't even know if this is a real story. But one of the theories is that the brother impersonated the Sultan, came to New Orleans, lived this, you know, party lifestyle. And then the Sultan was the one who put the hit out on him when he figured it out. Oh. Yeah. So... Ooh. There's a lot of intrigue with this. That's crazy. Either way, if the story was true, a lot of shit went down in that house. That's crazy. And you can still, can you tour it? Can you go through it? So you can see it, but you can't go in it because it's privately owned and people live there. It's been converted to like condos. That's Charleston. That's That's Charleston Charleston for you. They're like, got some ghosts? Like, no issue. Come on in. That's pretty cool. Right. So I guess the next question is what's happening today? You know, what is... Yeah. What happens in that building today that we know of? Well, there's one very famous kind of tale of something happening within the Sultan's Palace, and that is by a man named Frank D'Amico and his wife for staying the night. I can assume this was before they were converted into condos. I don't have a date on this, but essentially the wife 
Woke up in the middle of the night. She sees a dark figure at the end of the bed, kind of leering at her and feels a sense of dread. I'd kick that bitch right in the face. Well, she hits the light. She goes for the next <laughs> best thing. She's going to turn the light on. And it was gone. There was nothing there. But a lot of, from what I read, people just feel uneasy. They feel a sense of, you know, panic and just mm-hmm. an overwhelming, heavy, kind of like the jail. You know, yeah. just a heavy, the Charleston jail, a heavy sense of dread and doom. Um, but people do live there today. And you can see it. You just can't go in. So you got to make you a friend that lives there so you can get <laughs> in there visit. and go see it and decide for yourself. But you can, if you do a ghost tour in New Orleans, I have read that they do go by the Sultan's Palace. You can actually see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And that will be on our list to do yeah, no, we go. We really need to go. I know. It's so fun. Southwest took us up with a cheap flight. <laughs> Let us get down there. Let's get it. So that was my story. That's a really good one. That's yeah. interesting. There's kind of two ways that could go in both. There's like, yeah. Like, well, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, whether it happened or not, the story is intriguing enough to really kind of hold your attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good one. All right. Good. Thank find. you. So it's your turn. It is my turn. Okay. So I know that you know about Marie Laveau. Yes. She's mm-hmm. a very famous an icon yeah. in New Orleans. Absolutely. So she was born in 1801, um, and she passed away in 1881. Okay. Um, she was known as the Louisiana Creole practitioner of voodoo, okay. a.k.a. a voodoo priestess. Okay. Um, so we kind of think of voodoo as, like, voodoo dolls and mm-hmm. figures. And while that's kind of part of it, like, there's a lot of religion. There's a lot it. more to it. It's something that you can follow and practice. And it was kind of a legit thing for a lot of people, especially in the South. Sure. Um, so she was really well-known. Um, she was African-American. Um, she was one of the first freeborn slaves. Um, her family were okay. slaves, and she was born free. free. Okay. Um, and she actually owned a lot of slaves, and I guess that's really common um, for the time. Yep. For after, you know, having family members that were slaves for those slaves to own slaves. That's interesting. Yeah. So she did. Um, but that was kind of a, a norm there. Um, she got married to a French immigrant um, and they had two children. And they had this little house in the French Quarter okay. in New Orleans. Yep. And so she was very she was a great person. She did a lot of community service. Um, she would visit with um, condemned prisoners, and okay. she would go and talk to them and, like, give them peace and comfort in their final hours before wow. they were executed. Okay. So she kind of got this name of just being a really great person. In the community. In the community. Yep. Um, and she apparently had these gifts. She could make things happen. Okay. So if you gave her something, she could do her magic and... A lot mm-hmm. of times these things would come true. A lot of people would pray for health or the health of family members or sure. like the lottery. Like people would uh-huh. pray for things and like a lot of times they came true, but the better of a gift you gave her, the better. So it was very transaction <laughs> based, you know, so, you had to give something to get something. Absolutely. Okay. So a lot of people thought she's kind of like a scammy kind of person. Like a fraud. Um, but a lot okay. of like there, she had a huge following of sure. people. Um, so she had this house and the whole front room was dedicated to like a shrine. Okay. Um, it had altars, it had candles, um, lots of holy images and the offerings that people brought for Interesting. her. Okay. So she had these weekly meetings that people black and white would come to her house on a specific day every week mm-hmm. and they would bring food and liquor and they would just all in this big group sing and dance and 
just have these big rituals. Would they like drink and eat the food and stuff that they brought? Or was that as an offering to a deity of some kind? So there's a lot of kind of back and forth on what happened. Okay. Um, the local newspaper had a lot of people <laughs> that called it a drunken orgy. So sure, they a lot of people say they were you know drinking and dancing, but you know offering these things to the spirits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say they just drank a lot and all fucked each other. And to be fair, I think when you look at in general, I think we can see a pattern of this when people don't understand a religion or understand its foundation. It's very common to see, especially in media, mm-hmm. kind of make it sexual. And sure. it's not to say at all that you know. I don't know enough about voodoo to know the origins or the practice, but it sounds like it kind of got a bad rap in this sense because... And it did, but the people that went there, maybe because they just got drunk and had a lot of sex, that they maybe. loved it, but I mean, she was very well shaming. known. <laughs> you do you. My kind of party. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she was very well known. She was not ever, like, criticized or you know, shown to be a bad person. So she was respected. She was very respected. And when she did pass away, I mean, the newspaper did a huge article on her apparently and just said like, you know, she's this great person and she was known to have like these amazing gifts and yeah, you know, she could help people. Um, so she, you know, just kind of lived her life. She lived a pretty long life. Um, and she passed and her legacy really still continues on. Um, up until recently you could go into the cemetery where she, her tomb is, Mm -hmm. And now it's shut down because people were vandalizing her tomb. So it's said really? to, they put three X's on her tomb and that's kind of like an offering, I guess. Okay. So you put three X's and then you can like make your wish or what you want help with. Mm-hmm. And it was said to come true or, you know, sure. if she wants to help you, she'll help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you know, if you ever look up a picture or you go there and you see it, I mean, it is just covered in X's and scratch. You know, people have scratched in X's mm, and it's, okay. it's completely vandalized. Yeah. Um, so you're no longer able to go in and see her tomb um, unless you're on a certified guided tour. Okay. So there's tours that are... So you've got to do the ghost tours. Yes, that's to like the city has approved. Okay. Um, and you can get up close to it. You can't touch it. You can't, you know get near it but you're able to see it okay um but people would leave her offerings and you know people leave offerings outside of it you know because it's still like people really believe that she's still sure absolutely helping people um and a lot of people on these tours have a lot of experiences around her tomb okay and so she was always known to wear a red and yellow hair wrap um that was wrapped around her head and so if they don't know her they hear you know, the story, and mm-hmm. they go and say, oh, I saw, you know, a shadow or a figure with a red and yellow, like, Hair head wrap, wrap yeah. on, and okay, everyone's like, that's her. That's Marie Laveau. She was very, she always wore it. She always so had it. was it. kind of an iconic look for her. Yes. Okay. Um, and a lot of people try, you know, I feel like maybe you don't understand it, maybe you're scared maybe people that egg on spirits people react people, in different ways right yep and so a lot of times people that have um kind of egged her on maybe or patronized her like they've felt pokes people okay. have gotten scratched and there was one wow. um account of a guy that like totally backtracked and like apologized and he got really scared because he was by himself mm-hmm. like kind of away from the group and he said something or did something and he got shoved to the ground like wow. hit the dirt into the ground yeah. and he was like i think it was her like telling me to like back off yeah. so i think she's pissed like yeah like sure. she wants to be respected and 
she, I mean, she shoved him to the ground and she's there. I mean, people have wow told stories of her, you know, visiting the, the cemetery. Like she pops up a lot wow. in stories. Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty cool. I had that to the list of things we would like to do <laughs> yeah. in New Orleans. Don't talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk bad about her. Of course not. No, that's, that's an interesting story. And I think, I think voodoo would be an interesting topic. Yeah. To research because mm-hmm. I just I don't know enough about it. Um, I think historically it gets a kind of bad reputation. Um, it does, but it came a lot from I know um, from African um, cultures mm-hmm. and a lot from Christianity. I think it, if I remember correctly, it was a way to kind of mask voodoo under the guise of Christianity. So there's a lot of saints, uh-huh. like Catholicism, incorporated into it. So yeah. it's kind of a an interesting mixture of the two. But I think. I know that there's voodoo and I know that there's hoodoo and I believe hoodoo is the darker uh, entity of those two. I, I can't say that for certain, but I think that would be a really interesting, interesting topic because yeah. again, I, I think there's kind of an element in the story of people not understanding a religion and just demonizing it because it's different. And right. that's a very common thing in history that we see when people don't understand what something is and what people believe. Right. Um, so, you know, of course we're not, Speaking ill of voodoo, uh, you know, whatever it, you no, want to practice is completely on you. Super interesting, though. Um, to, it is interesting. It's just not widely talked about, or all you hear about is, like, voodoo dolls. And, like, I'm going to, like, poke sure, you Sure, and pen, I think there's kind know, of a stereotype and, attached to well, it. That's, yeah, and while that's part of it, it's not all of it. You know, it's an actual religion that people sure. still practice. And, you no. know, it was a big part of a lot of people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that would be... Just really interesting to go deeper into and kind of understand it from the the foundation level. Coming soon in episode eight. <laughs> yeah. and then we're going to have to add that to our list of uh, upcoming episodes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a good story. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I had heard the name, but I did not know all of that. Yeah, she was pretty cool. She was. That's it's interesting. It makes me want to just like I want to go back to Charleston. <laughs> I want to go back to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed that. I think. It was great. And if anyone is listening that is from New Orleans or has stories, we would certainly... Or been or had an experience. Yeah, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Not, not having been there, I think we, we certainly... We have to go. I know, we do have to go. I'm, again... <laughs> Let's go on to Google Flights. I know, I gotta look it up. I'm obsessed with Google Flights. Um, no, I I definitely want to go. If you live there or you're from there and have had an experience, please tell us because we would love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So... With that said, if you do want to reach out to us, you can reach us in two ways. You can either get on the gram and find us at Ghoul Friends Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Anything else before we wrap it up tonight? I think that's it. All right. I don't know where we're going next time, but I know I'm setting off to Florida here this week. I know. We'll have fun in Florida. Yeah. Try and stay cool. Well. It's going to be hotter than hell. Mid-June in Mid- Southern Florida. <laughs> Again, those in the South, I, you know, I'm thinking of you because I, as a Southerner, I know how hot it gets. Yep. But stay cool. Have a good time. I will miss you. I will miss you. But we, we will, will be back. I will be researching my brains out there and yep. getting our next episode. Yep. And it'll be creepy. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. But for now, we will let you go. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're real friends. Bye.